Welcome to Digital Detectives, reports from the battlefront. We'll discuss computer forensics, electronic discovery, and information security issues and what's really happening in the trenches. Not theory, but practical information that you can use in your law practice, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 16th edition of Digital Detectives. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises. We'd like to take this time to thank our sponsor, Galavan, Galavan, and Omelia, creators of the Digital War Room platform for e-discovery. And I'm John Simic, vice president of Sensei Enterprises. Today on Digital Detectives, our topic is interactive whiteboard technology in courtrooms and law firms. We're pleased to welcome as our guest, Judy Miller, the president of Smart Court Consulting. Judy's consulting firm is is now working with law firms and court systems across the country, helping to design and implement the latest in digital media presentation and collaboration technology. Thanks for joining us, Judy. Thanks, John and Sharon. It's my pleasure. Looking forward to our discussion. Good. Well, let's jump right in and, and tell us why the courts and the legal community are now so interested in new technology pertaining to the integration and presentation of digital media. Well, for the most part, Sharon, uh, the courts have been uh, uh, mandated to uh, move to the digital age and uh, integrate digital media into uh, the archives and deal with digital media during trials. Um, The the higher courts and the rule makers and the lawmakers are mandating uh, e-filing and for the most part, they are, the courts are embracing this and moving into the 21st century with some very wonderful technology. Judy, some time ago, at least, I, I know I've seen a lot of the some of this really cool stuff, uh, you know, during trials. But what are what are some of the newest innovations that are used for trial preparation these days, and ultimately, uh, you know, for presentation during the trial? Well, John, um, have you ever heard of um, interactive whiteboards? Um, yeah, I have, where you kind of take the markers and, and write on the whiteboards and pe- have people annotate those kinds of things? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I'll explain that uh, technology to you um, now, and then we can uh, discuss it and its application in the uh, uh, legal world. Uh, almost everyone's familiar with a dry erase board, uh, the successor to the chalkboard in the school classrooms. And if you ask people how they brainstorm, many will say, well, we just get around a flip chart or a whiteboard and start sketching out ideas. An interactive whiteboard takes this concept further. Its large, its touch-enabled surface is connected to a computer, and it shows the computer desktop and allows users to open software applications, go to the Internet, uh, drawings, spreadsheets, um, the whiteboard also enables writing in digital ink, so the so participants can sketch out their ideas and save it in a digital file, thus making it um, a file that can be integrated into the system and archived within the system and used in trial for exhibits and um, for the juries. Uh, these interactive whiteboards uh, provide real-time interaction with software applications. And uh, we're, we're seeing them in the courts more and more, and uh, the jurors love them. It kind of draws them into what's going on 
Well, the the jurors like television, <laughs> so they anything do. that's anything that's on a screen uh, seems to have a, a good effect. Are, are there other applications in the courtroom that you wanted to discuss with us? Well, for the main part, it's a digital ev- evidence presentation, but we can we can discuss uh, further about how the law firms are using this technology. Um, but for the most part, these are used in. Uh, the trial courts for evidence presentation. Very intuitive, dynamic, sort of pulls uh, the participants into what's going on. Uh, do you find that the judges and litigators are embracing this uh, technology? I, I know we teach a CLE called Kick Our Tires, where we, we teach the courtroom technology to, to lawyers, and, and some seem to really embrace it. Others are scared to death of it. Um, so are we really genuinely moving beyond flip charts and foam board blowups? Uh, we are, for for a number of reasons. Uh, and, and the judges and the litigators are em- embracing this technology. It's, it's simple technology. And um, for one thing, our judges are getting younger. Uh, <laughs> the baby boomers are retiring, and, and uh, uh, the younger judges uh, are used to this technology, and, uh, of course, the lawyers as well. And if they're not used to it, they get used to it. It's just... Uh, uh, a very easy tool to be used uh, either in the conference room or for training purposes or for in the courtroom, as we've discussed. You know, we, we often talk ourselves about the CSI effect and, and jurors and, and the public. Uh, they have very high expectations now. They expect everything to be like they see it on CSI. What issues do you see as a result of these expectations? Well, the general public, which is, which is uh, who comes into the courts and becomes jurors or uh, participants in a trial, uh, are totally addicted to uh, the CSI effect, and that being they watch a one-hour uh, program on television that can pull DNA from the air and instantaneously give them um, results from a database that extends internationally. So they're used to instant gratification and um, this technology uh, gives them a taste of that. And from my experience in the courts, we get letters from jurors constantly saying, thank you for the technology. Uh, when they come into a trial and, and they see the lawyers bring in these big foam boards and blow up photographs and uh, flip charts uh, they get they get uninterested it's just uh, it's just not as um, it doesn't draw them in like this technology does so this I assume you're talking about the the interactive whiteboard stuff that that really kind of hits upon the the issues of, of what the jurors expectations are then it does it does they they like this instant uh, uh, instant results, and that's what the whiteboarding and the use of this technology will do. Great. Well, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break with a few words from the Legal Talk Network and our sponsor, Gallivan, Gallivan, and Omelia, creators of the digital war room platform for eDiscovery. Do you need to strategize, review and produce documents for litigation? 
government investigations, or HSR second requests in a single e-discovery tool for every size and every type of matter? Digital War Room eliminates costly pre-processing of collected documents, realizing savings of 80% or more, and giving you greater control over e-discovery. Experience end-to-end e-discovery on your Windows desktop, on your internal network, or in our hosted review center. Download a free trial of Digital War Room Pro at www.digitalwarroom.com. That's digitalwarroom.com. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Today we're talking to Judy Miller, the president of Smart Court Consulting, about interactive whiteboard technology in courtrooms and law firms. Judy, what evidentiary concerns do you see from the use of whiteboard technology in the courtroom? Well, uh, for instance, you have to um, prove up your exhibits before they're displayed for the jury. And you can envision that these whiteboards are very large screens. So uh, the way that we are handling that is that uh, the lawyers will bring in a paper copy uh, just a simple, small paper copy, and they'll uh, prove up this evidence with their witness before the jury sees it. And then once it's in evidence, once the uh, court's ruling is had, then uh, the lawyers will ask for permission to display it on, on the whiteboard. And once that's granted, then they're good to go. Um, the other objection that will come up, and normally it'll come up uh, in a criminal case, uh, prejudicial and inflammatory. And that, again, takes some ruling by the court, and oftentimes the court will send the jury out, and they'll have a hearing related to the prejudicial effect and then they bring the jury back in. So it really works quite well. Um, we're not burning as many trees uh, with this and, of course, saving a lot of money because these blow-ups and um, foam boards and the handling of the digital um, photography on on these foam boards is quite expensive. And then you have to take – then you take that – to the appellate level, and the courts have to have to uh, send a motion down or an order down to the trial court to have them send those big boards up because there's um, they're not included in the uh, the appellate record. So that's another issue that that comes with um, not using uh, the digital evidence. And then the other thing is uh, archiving all of this physical evidence that can now be substituted as a digital copy. Um, Again, in a criminal proceeding, those exhibits have to be archived for some of them for life, if it's a capital murder trial. Uh, If it's uh, a penitentiary sentence, then it has to be archived for 
in Texas, I can speak uh, for 15 years. So it saves on on a number of levels. So can you tell us a little bit about the, how the law firms themselves are, are using the technology, both internally within their firm and, and, and also at trial? Well, there there are several versions of this whiteboard technology. There are some very small portable versions uh, that are just desktop versions, and you just connect your computer to it, and it's, it's kind of like an illustrator, like you would see John Madden use on the football plays. <laughs> and and <laughs> everybody, everybody always mentions John Madden when they talk about whiteboards. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> have you seen lawyers go crazy like that, though? <laughs> well, I have, <laughs> many times. Um but they will connect this to a data projector in their conference room and, and use it for client presentations so that they can uh, annotate over it or they can actually ask if they're doing some witness preparation. They can ask the witness to make a drawing for them and then save it and um, put it in their litigation support software to use during trial. So, and then you have a segment, you know, you have document intensive practices where um, they can use this to bring up documents in meetings and uh, collaborate on a document and make markings on it and then um, change the change the file and save it and it's good to go for trial. Well, one of the questions I have uh, in trial is what if only one side is using this technology? Do they have an advantage? And I think the answer is yes. And if they have an advantage, how do we level the playing field? Should we worry about leveling the playing field? Clearly, the people with the most money can bring the most technology. So well, what are your thoughts on that, Judy? Well, that that is a very valid concern. Um, the lawyers will make objections to that end when, for instance, let's go back to a criminal trial. I'm sorry I keep digressing to criminal, but, uh, you know, if the state comes in with all this technology and the defense is sitting there with their yellow legal pad and their big blow-ups, um, they feel like it's uh, it slants uh, the jury because, again, the jury embraces this technology as much as, as the litigators do. So um, most of the courts are now making this available to both sides by installing these boards in the courtroom and providing one, for instance, at the witness stand and on the lectern, the, the small illustrator like I spoke to you about a few moments ago, so that all they have to do is pick up a digital pen and they can use it just like they're using uh, a flip chart or a dry erase board. It's that simple. So to 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 answer your questions, the courts are um, more and more installing this this technology, and and um, everyone is entitled to use it in that in that uh, scenario. But those scenarios where where only one side has it, um, we've experienced that the lawyers go home and start trying to figure out how they're going to be able to. Uh, embrace this technology and invest in it and use it in their next trial. Well, well Judy, we, we all know that, that law firms are, are looking for ways to be more productive and efficient and, and offer a superior level of, of client service. 
and, and they're seeking ways to certainly differentiate themselves and set themselves apart. Uh, can you tell us, how does this technology enable them to, to do that? Well, there, uh, there is, you're familiar with um, web conferencing and mm-hmm. the lawyers are using these whiteboards for um, collaboration, uh, meeting collaboration, client meetings, witness meetings, um, even trial team meetings. Um, is the communication technologies progressed from telephone to internet to video? Um, each of these innovations has added a new aspect of richness to the transmission. Um, first voice, then images, then data. Um, we have a um, software avail- readily available where you can connect these uh interactive whiteboards and illustrators and displays and um, send an email invite to anyone that wants to participate in a session. And once they open that email invite, then they're in a collaborative session where they can see the um, desktop that has initiated the meeting. And then they can open applications and annotate over applications, have uh, distance meetings, or you can actually do this uh, in the the same room or in the same office. Um, It is um, a total interactive experience, and it's technology that's readily available. Well, that, that's really interesting. I think that, that that's a, a fine way for a law firm to be able to differentiate itself. And I assume that you can move things so that you could have different things on the screen so that sometimes you could be watching the smart board and sometimes you can be watching something else, right? Exactly. You can move from your desktop to the Internet and then back to the whiteboard application, which is just um, uh, just a blank screen where you can start from scratch and make a diagram or make meeting notes. And then once the meeting or the deposition is over, then you can save those notes or save the annotations that have been made over a document and distribute immediately uh, via email. This uh, helps reduce travel and uh, it helps control costs and enhance productivity. Well, I, I can see that you certainly need to talk to our friends Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile, if you haven't already, uh, who wrote a book about collaboration for lawyers, because I'm not sure that this is in the book. Do you remember, John? Uh, I don't think it was. Not, not, I, not, I, I not, that, not, not, not certainly the integration, remote integration of, of the technology anyway. Well, De- Dennis and Tom are uh, also Legal Talk Network podcasters, and uh, I know that they would love to see every aspect of collaboration, which is really their specialty, and I know they're going to update that book one of these days. So uh, you might want to check the- them out and have a conversation with them, Judy. I wasn't sure that I, – I didn't know that you could actually uh, get these things to communicate with each other, I- I which is either. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. a- Absolutely. You just use a um, software – uh, conferencing software, and then you can subscribe to a, ser- a server service, and uh, then you can have this collaboration. And again, there's several different ways uh, to collaborate. You can do in-room collaboration or room-to-room collaboration or uh, distance collaboration, anywhere that um, the participants have uh, Internet connectivity 
all they have to do is open the email invitation, and then once they're in the meeting space, they can see uh, each other's desktops. And, and you can also, um, those that are just participants can also, uh, with just clicking one item on the screen, share their, their desktop as well. So if they have a document that they want to share, then it's just as easy as is clicking uh, a function. Well, you know, I'm sure you could hear from the surprise in our voices that we learned something today because we were not aware of the full capacities of the whiteboard. And, and we've certainly watched the whiteboard technology come a long way in the last several years. But we sure do thank you for joining us today, Judy. It was great to have you share your expertise on this subject. And uh, thanks for spreading the word about a new collaboration tool. Well, thank you, Sharon. It was my pleasure. And that does it for this edition of Digital Detectives. And remember, you can subscribe to all editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. And you can find out more about Sensei's computer forensics, information technology, and security services at www.senseient.com. We'll see you next time on Digital Detectives. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Check out some of our other podcasts on LegalTalkNetwork.com and in iTunes.